und gebeugte Gestalt. Zwar die Hände in den Taschen, doch die Fäuste geballt. Ist schon hässlich zu sehen, was aus euch das Geld macht. Darum werfe ich den Stein in den Spiegel der Gesellschaft. Welcome to Redefinition, the podcast that unveils what life philosophies exist in order to understand your own life path and identity. I'm Bowen Wang. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Redefinition. How's it going? I know it's been a while since, uh, a long while since the last conversation that I've done. Um, that was probably back in, I think, August of this year, and it's currently December. You know, the, the new, the, the year 2016, it's about to come to a close. So I wanted to do uh, one, at least one more interview before the, the end of the year. And and just to kind of go into the, the delay of interviews, a lot has been going on for me in the past couple of months. Um, most notably and most relating to podcasts, I've been actually participating in a radio production fellowship. So I'm currently learning how to be a radio producer through KLW. KLW is an NPR and BBC affiliate radio station in San Francisco. Um, and it's awesome. It's been a dream experience. I've been learning everything sound related. So how to, um, you know, use the sound engineering software that a lot of people use. Um, I've been able to work on really cool projects like I've had the opportunity to interview a football coach in Oakland whose football team um, was supporting Colin Kaepernick's um, kneeling during the national anthem movement and Colin Kaepernick actually went to go talk to them and he now supports them so uh, I got to talk to that coach um, I got to produce an interview for one of our hosts for an award-winning investigative journalist named Shane Bauer um, he's a writer for Mother Jones publication and in pretty exciting news, my own story. So the first story that I've ever got to build, that'll be airing sometime in January 2017. Um, so there's a lot of really exciting things happening. Um, and I kind of wanted to step away from redefinition so that I could learn how to do these things. And and kind of related to that as well, I have some really big plans for redefinition going on in 2017. Uh, I hope to start building actual story like podcasts, um, as well as continuing these interview style conversations. So stay tuned for that. I hope that you've been able to take away from these conversations. I've learned so much from all of my guests in this year, and I hope to really increase the volume and you know challenge my own ability to create stories so that I can engage uh, a bigger audience and I can um, you know be able to tell stories that are relatable to a lot of us. So that's enough self-promotion for myself. Let's get into this episode's conversation. So my guest is uh, one of my oldest friends. The first time I saw him, we were both in eighth grade. He was wearing an extra large black shirt with a red and black Philadelphia 76ers throwback Iverson jersey on. Yep, I remember that to the T. Um, he has also been he has also been my token Filipino hype beast friend. You know, the that one buddy who flips kicks, um, you know, buys kicks for a hundred bucks and flips them for three hundred. Um, and he's introduced me to the world of streetwear when he used to work um, for brands like I'm King and Illis. And now a lot of things have been happening in his life. And uh, this year has been really exciting for him um, as he is now venturing to build his own fitness lifestyle brand. I'm talking about my good friend, Justin Newcomb. So Fitness Sam has been a very important part of his life. Personally for me, you know, Justin was my first lifting partner. Um, but since then, uh, you know, throughout the years, he's participated in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, he was part of the powerlifting club at Cal State Fullerton when he was still a student. 
and it's no longer a hobby. You know, he's really trying to build this brand. Um, and the best way I could explain hardcore fitness is that it's like an American Ninja Warrior meets Tough Mudder Spartan Race training with the hope that he could cultivate a community that, that you'd find in like a CrossFit gym or at Barbell Brigade. So this was a conversation about the big moments in Justin's life. A lot of self, he's done a lot of self-reflection this year as he has graduated from Cal State Fullerton with a degree in business and entrepreneurship. You know, he had the opportunity to do some solo traveling in Australia. And now he's, he actually just quit his daytime job in order to focus a lot more of his time and energy on hardcore. So, and uh, you know, he's hit the ground running. He's already hosted a bunch of free workout classes to test the waters. He also has, a, he already has a team behind his back that's been helping him you know, with e-commerce that has helped him build a website. He has two trainers that he consults with and are also part of his team. So, um, you know, this is a guy of action and it was really great to just hear that process because for one, like I've been able to just hear and see things in the background, but two, um, I think it's a lot different when you sit down with the, when you sit down with that person behind the ideas and you really hear what's going on in his mind, you know, where is he at mentally and why is this important for him to start this right now? So with that said, uh, please enjoy this conversation with Justin Newcomb. <laughs> take two. Take two, take two. Yeah. All right. So you just put in your two week resignation or, um, like a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I put my two weeks for my day job, actually. Um, well, for a couple of reasons, um, eight to five, you know, corporate job wasn't for me, you know, and then I'm leaving for the Philippines for a family reunion and just felt like, I think it was a good time to actually end like my era at my job so um yeah just decided to do that and what was that again um i was doing uh helping businesses small businesses get uh health insurance for their employees so businesses from one employee to 50 um we were helping them get you know provide them with health care um dental vision all that so yeah sounds pretty fun not really <laughs> not really but yeah. you know it no for sure it's, it's essential so. yeah yeah no doubt um so where are you mentally like you know because uh, i think the past couple of years you know you obviously you've been talking about hardcore and we're definitely going to get to that but mm -hmm. um in the meantime like you've been having to juggle the fact like doing this job that you're not necessarily that passionate about but so where are you right now and it, and and how has that led to you like finally saying like all right i'm just gonna quit this job and i'm going to do what it is, it is that i want to do you know like you know I, I feel like this speaks to a lot of people like people have their day jobs their eight to fives you know it it pays the bills it's it's exactly what it was for me not necessarily what i wanted to do but it was helping me fund like my extracurriculars my you know rent and all that so juggling that with what i actually want to do hardcore it was just you know something that i could ride until hardcore um becomes my full-time my my main source of income so. yeah so but i mean hardcore is not exactly your like full-time income right it's not providing you like 
full-time income right now right definitely but you still quit so i still quit um i do want to invest like more time into it i i believe that it has the potential of you know becoming that full-time that could provide for me and my team so okay and now let's talk about just hardcore in general like where was this idea of birth you know obviously like i think you were probably my first lifting partner like ever back in back when we were little scrubs you know (laughs) um and since then like i mean fitness is still important in my life like Mm -hmm. obviously fitness is still important to you like every time Mm -hmm. we still kick it like one of the things that we bond over is like the gym or whatever so yeah yeah. tell me that entire like journey because fitness is no longer just like a a hobby for you at this point yeah fitness definitely became starting from a hobby to you know like a way of life to possibly you know helping like to was it fun my lifestyle my you know be my main source of income but going back you know fitness you know from from high school basketball you know weight training to um to college competing in like um olympic weightlifting you know the whole crossfit scene blew up during that time as well tried that out um you know uh, p90x all those home video workouts all those like I, I was so curious it influenced like my workouts the you know uh, trying different things you know working out with different partners such as yourself um, you know trying out just different um, different sports uh, you know after college I was doing jujitsu and it just opens your eyes to like different muscles that you don't necessarily think you're working out or you know you think you you are strong in some aspect of your um and your routine um you know but when you're tested in another sport like it's just you realize that you know you're like how strong are you really yeah you're not the greatest like you know when when you become strong in one aspect like something like in some sense um suffers i guess or it it lacks uh, so um and during that timeline you know all all that influenced my way of thinking of fitness and lifestyle um another thing too was um i wanted to do uh training for like tough mudder sparring race and then the shows American Ninja Warrior was was kind of blowing up during you know college so I wanted I actually wanted I was curious I wanted to try those out but I didn't have a place to train for those um, uh, events or races so during so during college for my senior project um, I pitched the idea of having a facility or a gym to incorporate an obstacle course that people could you know go and try these you know like basically a, a playground for adults you know monkey bars um anything you can imagine ropes uh, rock climbing and incorporate all of that into one place you know surprisingly like we were doing the research 
for a year and there's nothing in Southern California. There's some in Texas, there's some, uh, I believe in the East Coast uh, that emulate exactly like American Ninja Warrior, but there's some that are, you know, kind of custom built like with all wood or, you know, they incorporate. Like there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. So I just felt like, like you're missing out on the market. There's, yeah, there's, there's that, um, that need, I guess you could say. So I just really surprised that there wasn't anything that provided that need. So yeah, and I thought of hardcore, um, the feedback, uh, from it by investors, um, my classmates, my professors, it was, it, it, it really surprised me as well, you know, like getting that, all that positive uh, feedback. So I was like, after college, I was just like, I couldn't let that year of research go to waste, basically. So um, if I didn't get that feed, that same feedback, I probably wouldn't pursue it as much as I am now. You know what I mean? So Yeah, totally. And you studied business, correct? Uh, yes, business, uh, entrepreneurship was my concentration. So. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's it's, uh, it's awesome because I, I think like, when I think back to being in college because I also studied business and mm. we had to do marketing plans and stuff and yep. the point of that obviously is like you take it seriously because if you're like a real stud and you come up with a not like an awesome business plan you could actually pitch it to somebody yep. and like I never gave a shit about that like I, <laughs> like I did my marketing plan on like Levi's yep. and I remember I, I did some bullshit just because I was like I just need to pass this class but and I think back to it, and I think I just mentally wasn't at that space at that time, yeah. right? Because I just yeah. wanted to get over school. But, um, you know, I, and, and I know that, you, you know, we're the same age, but you took a little bit longer to kind of mm -hmm. go through that college process. Yep. Like, did, how did do you think that kind of affected the way you thought about school and business afterwards? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone was at a different pace, you know, um, for myself. I felt like I wanted to go to community college first, figure out like I really did I really want to do business, and then after that, after I finished that, I was like, yeah, like I, I do want to finish business, and then uh, like it became to that point where what part of business do I want to do? Like I was like marketing, yeah, I could do that. Like I could do management, yeah, you know. But I felt like entrepreneurship it was a new concentration at Cal State Fullerton, and I was kind of like eager, like curious uh, to see what it had, you know, like, um, and then I started to realize like my dad's side um, was a family of entrepreneurs. Like my grandpa started his, his own construction business, you know, like even my mom's side, my grandma did her clothing business. So I just, I felt like then I started to realize like, yeah, maybe it's in me that to really pursue entrepreneurship to, um, you know, go for my roots it, it's in my blood to do my own thing be my own boss um but yeah taking that time to really figure that out i think influenced my thinking like i felt like i was more mature and ready to take that initial i 60 seconds um that 60 second pitch more seriously um so yeah, and, and I think we can even extend further to, like, high school, man. I mean, like, you know, like you, you were my, my Filipino high beast buddy. You know, you're <laughs> buying dunks at, like, $300 in, like, when we're in 11th grade, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, so, um, 
Yeah, definitely. I yeah. I remember even going back to kindergarten, like my mom was surprised she would never give me allowance, but um, she would be surprised when I would come home with money. Because <laughs> how did you get money? So I would sell food or like snacks that you know, like I was given or whatever, you know. So um, always found a way to to make money, and you know, even I remember, you know, you could ask my mom like since kindergarten. So, but even like yeah, junior high, high school, like I just the my idea of rotating clothes, um, shoes. Um, like it was just like a vicious cycle you know like um that's that's the way i thought about it yeah yeah for sure um now that that's a little bit different now com- compared to like what you're trying to start now right because yeah. obviously like all of that is selling like tangible goods but now mm-hmm. you're looking to start an actual like service right you're learning mm-hmm. you're looking to start i mean but uh, come uh, with that comes like your background i guess in like apparel and like wanting mm-hmm. to also implement that so um, and I don't think you actually talked about it quite yet. Like, what what does like hardcore entail? Like, what is it? You know, I, like I know their workouts, but like, can you explain? Yeah. So um, the idea of hardcore it definitely changed from the initial idea. So my initial idea was to have this obstacle course gym or facility where people could go to and train for Tough Mudder, Spar and Race, American Ninja Warrior. Um, you know even like a 5k 10k or a marathon but you know really going into the numbers the you know the insurance the paperwork it's a lot to to tackle you know um initially without an investor so the advice i was getting from my professor from the insurance uh, agency was to why don't we start small post events initially you know build that market build that traction build build that buzz behind your brand behind your company um then you could start really pitching it to investors to the banks um so you have a better track record of you know hey this this idea of um an obstacle course gym is legit there's people who want to go there's there's a market for it you know, uh, pe- these are the people that attended, um, and they like it. They they want more. So um, even in regards to like the financing of it, um, you know, the insurance is a lot cheaper. The liability is less. Um, yeah, like all all we need is like the overhead of you know the equipment, the the people, the manpower, but we don't have to worry about rent the space um people getting hurt in the actual space so yeah decided like initially that wasn't uh, even like an option for me but taking a step back and realizing hey this is a step to that end goal then i realized yeah like maybe we should try to stop you know it, it became it was not till probably I'll say middle of this year, 2016. Then I figured getting all that, all those pieces together, um, I wanted to test it out, like test the waters out before the year ended. Then 2017 is where I'm really gonna push, grind it out, and 
go crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and I think that that kind of process of finding like what works and what doesn't work when you have or when you are so like passionate about an idea is always mm. interesting. Like it was very similar to um, the conversation I had with BPO, which was the the tech startup because you know they. And, you know, because they, they had really, like, grand ideas of what it could be. And then I think just through a lot of trial and error. And even now, I think they're, like, you know, a year, a year and a half old now. And they're still, like, tinkering with what their service could be. So, I'm you know, I, I'm sure, like, because even then, like, the apparel wasn't even, like, that big of a thing. And now it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, I see a lot of people, a lot more people wearing it and yeah, having yeah. interest in it. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, um, yeah, as as you said, like, with other companies you know even with with hardcore like it changes so much like as it goes like you just have to like go with it you know um i didn't even think of getting our own branded equipment and then now have someone working on the e-commerce like getting the equipment with all our logos on it um we have a, a line of our apparel you know we have stickers like we have all these like in the works and initially i didn't even like think about all that so um you know i want to incorporate you know that online presence for selling equipment and you know probably compete with rogue fitness you know with the apparel side i want it to compete with like live fit like streetwear um uh streetwear brands and all those fashion fitness brands and then obviously post classes uh during the week on the weekend and then eventually get that um brick and mortar so yeah and it's it's pretty cool to see like how um clear your vision is at this point for both like apparel and the actual workout like have you always been this type of person that's been able to lock down on a single goal or do you do you feel like it's taken a lot of time to get to where this position um it's definitely taken a lot of time um i definitely see where the vision came from um like as you know like i used to work for i'm king and illis you know both um startups uh, small private companies but following the creative director uh, closely actually i saw kind of like the back ends of what he had to go through in the business side and the creative side so <clears throat> with I'm King I was I saw a lot of the design work planned a year in advance so I feel like that influenced and influenced me now to like see what I want for hardcore on the apparel side um, with Illist we used to host um car show events you know uh, once a month huge turnouts we would get sponsors a bunch of guys show up with their fixed up cars and I knew what it took you know what he did to have all these people to pull strings you know that network uh, favors from all these people to make a successful event so I was basically putting all of that knowledge and experience because I was helping him like do all that and basically transfer all of that to hardcore I was imagining hardcore as that car show event and I was just pulling strings 
calling people, friends of friends, asking those favors to show up and do this, do whatever needed to be done to have a successful uh, turnout. So I guess the, the way to look at it was just the difference between, you know, cars or workouts, you know, but essentially it, it's planning and executing for the same thing. Yeah, and I think that's really the the smart, and I think the way that you are supposed to apply experience. Like you, I think the more you dip your toes in a lot of things, like you were saying, you get mm -hmm. the, you start like realizing that yeah, there's a lot of things that you can apply in a lot of different spectrums. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just very eye opening. Yet I was very thankful, even though. Um, you know, it wasn't, I'd say, the greatest ending to, uh, what was it, my work experience, but I definitely learned a lot. Um, and I feel like it, it very much influences where I, where I am now mentally and influ influencing the business and the vision. And I feel like th it's going to continue to influence hardcore in all aspects with the events the classes the apparel you know and possibly even the online presence with you know the equipment so yeah and let's talk about that for a second because you've always been the person in my mind that's like the go-to guy like you're really good at building personal relationships with a lot of different people mm -hmm. um and obviously you've had that really valuable experience i think working with like i'm king and illis you mm -hmm. know that were kind of small but they kind of were pretty influential in their own, in own industries and mm -hmm. you kind of get to see like the teams that run that like you were mentioning like you work closely with the creative director and mm -hmm. so ob obviously like you know how important it is to have like a good cast with you like how did you 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 talked about like you have a team right now in hardcore like mm -hmm. how did you choose those team members how did you guys get to talking like mm -hmm. okay um so initially with the the school project so I, I already i was leading the team uh i believe it was i had five um, uh, teammates who were doing helping me out with the research and all that so basically everything that i needed done like i could just delegate tasks but they weren't necessarily people i recruited they were kind of just people who were assigned to me that you know they believed in the idea but it wasn't really their forte I would say uh, fitness wasn't really their thing or you know health they were kind of just you know they're kind of just there for the grade um, so after graduation we kind of just like everyone moved back home or they're working their eight to five that's totally fine like I, I reached out contacted them you know and they're like yeah we'll you know we'll still help blah 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 but when I you know asked for like a task to be done it was it wasn't done or it was you know delayed so for for a little bit I was doing pretty much everything on my own like eight to five my day job come home eat do my thing and then I would basically work another like say five six hours um, a night just grinding out emails research things I had to do you know to get the first event um, executed in November, this past November. So for a while, I, was, I felt like I was working two full-time jobs. 
Sounds you like know. Um, but besides that, I want I I realized like you couldn't even though I knew what to do, like I had the research, I had the pieces. It was just too much for one person to do, you know, like all these aspects, like the website, social media, marketing, you know, um, contacting, you know, distributors, vendors. It's it's a lot for one person to do. Like, yeah, like you could do all that, but there's not enough time in a day. So I actually handpicked um, my team. Now I have two trainers. Um, one guy who handles the e-commerce or all of the contacting of vendors and distributors and I have another guy who um, manages the website the blog um, online shop and all all the back-end stuff on online and these are people that you've had like a previous relationship with or just people that are recommended or like how did you uh, these them? are all you know friends or acquaintances that I believe like I knew their background, you know, I knew their trainers, they're good trainers. I like the way they work, their work, work ethic, you know, um, the guy who's doing my website, he, he's been a good friend since, you know, sixth grade. Didn't know he could even do this. He just offered. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy, actually. Like, it's awesome. I, you know, I, I try to do the websites and it, it's tough, like it was taking me forever to do, you know, like I could have, you know, had hired someone to do it or whatever, or kept it simple, but he was willing to help. And then, you know, I gave him a shot. Yeah, it looks clean. I took a look at it earlier. Yeah. So, um, he, um, he really took me by surprise and you know, he, it's not really a compensation. He's more just wanting to learn than, um, wanting to get that experience and kind of just put this uh on his resume you know um same with the other guys i knew this is it's a it's a learning project it's an ongoing project so i'm gonna make mistakes i know they're gonna make mistakes and, it, and it's all good for me like it's a learning experience for all of us you know so as long as we're all on the same page we're good you know like i i want to take care of them as long as it benefits them somehow then um yeah. yeah, I think that everyone's happy. And how do you, so, and, and, and like now, and again, we've been talking about kind of like correlations within a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah. you, you said you led like the business project when you're even coming up with hardcore. And mm -hmm. now that you have actualized hardcore, mm -hmm. um, you know, like the, uh, again, like the idea that you need to stay on the same page is very important. Otherwise, like things are going to detract. Like, how do you guys keep on the same page how do you guys make sure that you guys are consistently motivated towards this goal um well one is you know definitely technologies made it easier to communicate um we have group chats we have emails and then i also like to to meet with them um at least i would say at least once a month you know uh, whether it's it's dinner um dinner in a meeting or even just we'll grab coffee and just kind of catch up, talk about the progress, um, where we're at, what still needs to be done, you know, all the deadlines, you know, delegating tasks for for each person basically. So um, you know, everyone's 
on the same page and knows what they need to do and what what to expect in the future so um, I know um, everyone has their own lives um, their own schedules so I try to keep it short as well and you know short and organized so um, I feel like it's it's not too bad you know definitely with with college and the entrepreneurship program it helped me prepare for that and I'm basically just applying it now to a natural like a real team <laughs> I'll say yeah for sure um, now what keeps you motivated through all this what keeps me motivated <laughs> a lot of things um, definitely the little victories um, ever since the beginning it's it's been a roller coaster ride for sure like all the cliche things that you hear about starting your own business it's it's true you know like it it's a definitely a, a tough road but it I, I think it definitely takes a certain mindset and type of person to really pursue what they really want to do because you know things go wrong like for example the paperworks was a pain in the butt you know if you aren't if you aren't motivated to just push through it and wait you know it's a waiting game it's you know in a sense it's almost like politics as well but you just got to push through it but once it's finally done like you're motivated to to hop on to next things um, another thing is meeting people uh, meeting people is huge you know the connections you know um, one person who attended the workout wants private sessions and that that's a motivation for me you know um, another person who attended the workout wanted to help out with designs they love the current designs but they want to help out with future designs you know they love the flag you know the t-shirts the look great you know um, just seeing people wear the shirts is motivating for me having stickers on seeing it you know on places the you know just the feedback from people too it there's a lot there's a lot of um, motivators definitely and then you know monetary wise it's I know it's not gonna be there initially but just getting the support from from everyone fellow business owners fellow fitness you know fitness people you know the friends family it's just it's great to see you know so um, and definitely you know it's this is my baby so it's great to see the progress from where it initially started to where it is now it's just it's amazing you know yeah that's man that's awesome to hear because like, that gets me really juiced because like you're you're just you know really running with your, your what you're passionate about and it's 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 just great you know um what so i guess what that like i don't know how did you did you have a a plan of how you wanted to attack 2016 even like with personally or even with hardcore and are you where you thought you'd be now that it's i guess closer to the end of the year oh for the for beginning yeah. of this year um i definitely knew i had goals this year um after graduation um i was very confused in what to do but i knew or like what order to do things but i knew i wanted to do so um you know I, I wanted to travel after graduation i went to australia um i knew i wanted to put more time into this um i, I knew i wanted to move out 
move out of the house. So there was a couple things that I knew I wanted to do already. I just didn't know what sequence because I knew it was gonna take a lot of like adult decisions, a lot of a lot of money. But I knew I wanted to do all of it this year. You know, um, I you know talk to a lot of people, get get their advice, get their feedback, and then once I finally did that, I kind of just like sat down, took the time, and asked myself like, what do I really want? Prioritize like which is more important to me first that I want to do first and I did it you know um, I really wanted to travel I went ended up going to Australia for a month came back really pushed um, to move out of the house um, did that I'm living in, a, in LA now and then finally one I felt personally I felt I wanted to get all of that behind me to really focus on the business to really focus on what I needed to do like even if I were to get stuck in California I knew that I traveled already I moved out of the house or like I set that goal and I did it now I could just really focus on hardcore and pretty much nothing else so yeah. I mean how did you decide that like these were going to be the priorities for you because i think that's often like a really difficult internal conversation to have it, it definitely was like i was you know struggling to figure it out but i was talking to friends you know i i had an uncle in san diego i actually drove out there um one weekend and you know he was he was willing like you know just just there for the weekend just get away like think you know you could talk to me I'll give you my advice he's he actually counsels um, college students and like their future what they want to do you know um, or just just listen to them and kind of just be like a therapy session so he did that with me you know um, I knew he was doing that for college kids so I wanted to hear his feedback and I wouldn't say he really influenced me but he you know just gave me insight of like you're gonna do what you want to do you know like it's your decision don't have pre-existing um, influences by anyone else like really just dig deep down and decide what you want so you know I that, so going with your gut essentially. so going with your gut and just you know you really you just got to make a decision like whatever whatever it is if you make a mistake it's a mistake you learn from it you know I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to move to LA but I knew I just wanted to be out I didn't want to get stuck in Orange County so you know I'm I'm loving it right now it's it's bittersweet it's a different lifestyle for sure but you know your lease is going to be up in a year so if you don't like it just just move somewhere else or move back so it's just a you know the way you look at it yes so yeah, I got I to gotta plus that moving out of Orange County, man. Like, <laughs> especially being in the Bay Area for the past, like, two and a, and a half years almost. Like, it's, I think it's, I think it's important for people. I mean, it doesn't have, you don't have to be from the OC, like, to get out. But, like, wherever you're originally from, like, I think it adds invaluable experience to live somewhere else and breathe that other area. Definitely. Like, I'm, I'm sure now you're, I mean, I, I don't know how actively you are, like, actually talking to people around, like, where you live now, but even yeah. then, that's, like, or even just, like, the intangibles, like, 
now that I live in Berkeley, I kind of step out and I go downtown or like I just walk around West Berkeley and I'm just like, the energy feels immensely different than definitely, it does. And definitely. I don't know how to ex- quite put my finger on it, but it just does. Yeah, you, it's just an experience. Like you can't really explain it. You just have to experience it. You know, coming from OC, driving to LA, it's miserable. Like I, I know, I, I feel like I speak for a lot that driving to LA from OC is, is the worst, you know, the traffic, the 405, the freeways is... Yeah, man, I used to commute to Venice Beach when I was still in the OC, that was yeah. fucking painful. It's painful, it's miserable, and like, you just wanna, you just hate life, but once you're already in LA, I don't even drive anymore, like, the lifestyle of just walking to places, Uber, Lyft everywhere, it's, it's different, you know, everything's so condensed that you could, you know, million places to eat, have not have a drink just hang out just explore you know 10 15 minutes to downtown you could go to the beach you know you, you could do a hike to hollywood there's there's just so much to do you know the people you know just the lifestyle of la is so much different you know it's only i don't know probably 20 miles from orange county or less maybe but it just feels like a different state almost so yeah and even like <clears throat> going to australia i'm sure that must have had like a, a big impact on you like in yeah. given like the kind of mental space that you just explained you were at like mm-hmm. and you spent a good month there like yeah. what what were some things that you really learned about yourself in that time uh you know like is there is there a specific moment that you can point to that you experienced it and said wow like i am a much different thinker now that this happened or i just i exp- i look at life a little bit differently now Huh. let's see I mean I feel like this year has definitely been a crazy year like mentally like growing within myself and all that so yeah definitely traveling uh, to Australia alone was definitely an experience for me like you know I've traveled before but it was always with you know friends or family and, um, this was kind of um I met up with one of my cousins out there. Um, He gave me a place to stay for a little bit, but I kind of took a bus and, you know, stayed at hostels, kind of just, you know, exploring, roaming around, like didn't know anybody, kind of just meeting people, you know, asking people where to go, what's good to to try, you know? I think that was the beauty of it, you know, like, people have to experience that um that travel that um kind of like the unknown and just be okay with it like nothing scheduled no you know no agenda of the day you kind of just you wake up you go outside you feel like going left go left you feel like going right go right you know whatever happens happens like um i think it was just a beautiful thing to to be be able to do that because I feel like when you're stuck especially in Orange County it's very very routine you know you go to work you go to school you have to pay your bills but traveling it's almost like you get away from all that you know you're able to just worry about yourself you know you, you really get to like little things enjoy food you know um, enjoy scenery you know you notice air is cleaner like little <laughs> random things like that so um 
so yeah definitely recommend it but yeah just the way of thinking is just it's so different when you're out of your comfort zone so yeah for sure what do you think is a common misconception that people have about you um you know I don't know like in a in a weird way like I always had this um, I would say pressure or um, I guess less lack of words would be that pressure of uh, stereotype me as you know Filipino he likes shoes he dresses nice he probably could dance or sing he plays basketball but you know it's like I want to step away from that you know like whatever it might be like you sh like people shouldn't judge people by those stereotypes by their culture and like really just if you were to judge judge them by by them you know by their actions by their actions you know like really get to know that person you know with me like I want to be well-rounded I want to like I don't know everything I'm not perfect but I want to give everything a shot just be open-minded to so many things like especially now like you know with social media with all these things in Orange County and Los Angeles there's so many new flavors so many new cultures so many new styles that there isn't any more like just one like um, aspect of something there's so many like blends of styles so many blends of music flavors of food you know um you like even when it goes back to the hardcore there's so many like things i want to blend into it is like rock climbing to gymnastics to calisthenics there's there's so there's so much more to just working out and being healthy and being like a healthy lifestyle that you know when people say like they want to work out it doesn't have to just be at the gym you know like go outside run take a class you know ride a bike there's there's so many other ways like going to the gym isn't for everyone so um and you know i i feel like that's a common misconception of, of me as well like i don't want to be stereotyped to you know like basketball because I'm Filipino or I dress well because because of something sure you know it's like I like shoes because I was in I was in fashion you know right. like I like fitness because um, I like to be sports. healthy like I played sports I competed like this is my passion you know like this is what I want to do like yeah this is what I do for fun <laughs> so. what, what do you want to be more well-rounded in um you know just everything you know just the way of living the way of thinking um, you know I just feel like we're so there's so much more to the world like traveling and what's here um, I, I feel like sometimes we're so oblivious to things that's close to us you know sometimes like in Orange County like there's like hidden gems that we don't even know about but we've been living here for for so long and then we go to LA there's like all these other hidden gems like you just have to explore you know now there's like a bunch of speakeasies like people or places that you can't find um, so just be open-minded like 
places that look kind of jank on the outside could be like beautiful on the inside you know that um yeah correlates to to people as well you know sure let's let's dig into that a little bit more because i think you're still answering pretty broadly but if Mm -hmm. i had if you had to choose three skills to get really good at next year okay what would those skills be um i'm really focusing on uh, social media marketing okay i'm really digging deep into that when i would really want to apply it to hardcore um my personal um selling myself uh, my the image of myself and you know um, we didn't really mention it here but my food blog as well right so my camera eats first yeah so my camera eats first um it's it's been taken off since since last year um but since i started hardcore i've been kind of slowing down with that but i believe it's kind of already generated that traction that i could kind of just not put into not much time into it so having that social media skill or that marketing skill i want i want to apply it to all three um you know my personal my food and fitness so social media yeah social media and then number two probably just be building that network you know like meeting more people um just getting out there more like i feel like you you could never have too many um um, people you know or that that connection that um that network or just um yeah, you can never shy away from support like, yeah support, support is you huge, know um for sure you know that's a possible um customer or possible friend you know just, just that possibility you know mm-hmm. and then third skill let's see or, I mean, you don't, you don't have to answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, one, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, but definitely, like, yeah, um, I've been reading more on, on the social media for sure. It's just, um, I, I'm so curious by it because people are monetizing, you know, social media, like these influencers, you know, even for myself, like, I get invited to, like, to try, you know, these new restaurants and to just feature them, you know, um, try their food take pictures and post about it and share with your followers and i'm just curious to see like where it's going like um i remember in college i i was kind of redirected because i wanted to do marketing but back then i guess it was the marketing was first to get cut if there was a budget cut mark the marketing department would be first to go so that's why i was kind of um shot away from it but now it's kind of like a whole new game like social media marketing is is on the rise companies are not paying for advertising anymore they're just hitting all these influencers up and having them market for them so i'm just curious to see where where it's going to go you know um i feel like it's a whole whole new ball game so what is the the ultimate Justin Newcomb brand that you're trying to build for yourself? Um, this is like more bigger picture down the line, sure. but um, I knew I wanted to be a serial entrepreneur. Um, I have three F's, so it's fashion, fitness, and food. Um, I started off with fashion, worked for the 
work with the industry um you know i i knew the money wasn't there initially so i wanted to get out so i got into food um the food blogs um, building traction so i'm i'm happy with that but definitely there's more potential um meeting a lot of my network through that you know with with pr companies other food bloggers other influencers in that industry next in my list is is fitness which is hardcore and it, with hardcore is you know i'm kind of bringing fashion into it bringing food into it i'm kind of putting those the three f's into one so that's what i really big big picture that's the goal for for myself for justin newcomb that's that's the brand the three f's um hardcore is going to be under it my camera eats first and then me yeah and behind all the the serial entrepreneurship like what is what is the person what is the person brand of justin newcomb how do you how do you want people to remember you as you know just you know that fashionable foodie that likes to work out you know like oh yeah the three f's huh the three f's <laughs> man so that's pretty much that's pretty much it like i knew that's my vision those are my passions and i'm going for it you know so whatever order it might be but hardcore is definitely on the line um my camera is first and curious to see where, where it takes me you know yeah man i'm curious as well <laughs> all right man it was a pleasure talking to you dude yeah you too dude thanks thanks for the time thanks for thank you for the, the interest <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i'm so, out see how this plays out thank you thank you my thing calling all night i can pull the wool while i'm being polite like darling Thanks again to Justin Newcomb for that great conversation. If you want to follow along his progress uh, and possibly buy apparel or sign up for um, work, future workouts, uh, you can do so at hardcoreperformance.com. Hardcore is spelled H-A-R-D-K-O-U-R, and performance is spelled like performance. No special spelling there. And you can also follow any of his social media handles, Facebook and Instagram, at Hardcore Performance. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope to chat with you soon. Take care. I'm a classic man You can be me when you look this clean I'm a classic man Calling on me like a young OG I'm a classic man Your knees get met by the street